there. I'm Celeste Davis. I'm an actress, comedian, and voiceover artist. Hi, I'm Meredith Johnson. I'm a business owner, executive recruiter. I am yes. really excited to talk about one of our very favorite yes. movies. Oh, yes. Series. And do you want to reveal what we're going to talk yes, about? Yes, I absolutely do. So Meredith and I just discovered that we had this passion for this particular movie and series. We watched the Karate Kid movie and the Cobra Kai series were, were the two ones that we we're really excited about. And oh, initially yes. we were going to do both for this, for this yes, episode. We were, we were going to do both. But we decided we wanted to split it up. So today we were just going to focus on the Karate Kid movie series. Let me ask you uh, right away. What did you think? You saw all three movies? I did. I have seen all three movies at least once a year since I was a little kid. Once um, a year? Yes. I, what? The Karate Kid, I have to tell you, near and dear to my heart because my father took me to all three of the Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, and he's passed oh, on. Wow. And it just reminds me of that. But I also, the Karate Kid is so dear to my heart because, you know, that the film was filmed, you know, all in Southern California and some of the landmarks are still there, like golf mm -hmm. and stuff in uh, Norwalk, California. I too had my first kiss at that what? same golf and stuff what? when I was 13 years old. What? Yes. At Look the at same you. exact place where the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio kisses Allie oh in my, front oh, of the water slides. No, wait, well, wait a second. Did you see the movies before or after that kiss? I saw the movie before, and I always thought to myself, I want to have ah. my first kiss at the golf and stuff. Oh, that is so romantic. I had such a crush on Ralph oh. Macchio as a child and a teenager. Oh, my God. Because he was this cute little Italian boy. Yeah, and I he just was from he New was Jersey. So oh, he was from New Jersey. Yeah. Loved his mother. Yeah. Um, can, but uh, Can I just give you a slight pause there? Ralph Macchio is still good looking for his age. I just hello. Yeah, he looks uh, let's, great. Let's just talk about that for How one second. How old is second. he now? I know that he was twenty two years old when he played karate. Yeah, uh, he is in his late fifties. He's almost sixty, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he's almost sixty. I think he's fifty eight. Yeah. Last time I looked. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's good looking. All those characters, including Elizabeth Shue, hello, uh -huh. still sexy. She's pushing sixty. Oh yeah, she's oh, looking she's a hot so tamale. good. Oh my yeah. gosh, so hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why the Karate Kid is near and dear to my heart because oh, I had my, my goodness. first kiss at golf yeah. and stuff at that same place where they filmed one of the scenes. Okay, did anything else happen? Did like your rivalry come and try to kick your butt? Or? No. Okay. <laughs> I just, just a lot of tongue in my mouth. I thought I was going to throw uh, up. <laughs> oh my God. Your first kiss was a, a French kiss? Yes. It was disgusting. You know, 13 year, 13 year old boy trying to kiss me and I'm going, oh okay. God. You know what? It was kind of disgusting. I, I mean, not that I was there. I mean, I meant, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant the first kiss. My first kiss too was a French kiss and it was disgusting, but let Wait, me ask you this. How old were you? Oh, what, how old oh, were you? Probably about the same age, about, about 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, re I remember the guy very distinctly. I know exactly where we kissed. It was in my friend's camper. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just prior to it, I knew he really liked me and my friend who was well more experienced in this area 
um, I asked her, I'm like, Hey, how do I, how do I, how do I kiss? I don't know how to kiss. And she goes, Oh, it's just like a wash machine. Just take your tongue and move it around and around and around like this. <laughs> I just looked at my, if you guys can see Celeste, she has her tongue out as if she's French kissing the microphone. Yeah. It just hot. did actually kind of really licked hot. it there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, okay. I did not know, but I remember it just, it was like a lot of saliva and yes. I was like, Oh, well, I thought I was going to choke. His tongue really? was so far back in my mouth. I oh, thought, he had a oh, big tongue? My... Oh, he had oh, a big tongue. Oh, you should have kept him. You should have kept him. <laughs> Guys with big tongues are a commodity. You know, when you're 13, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah. So enough about our French kissing experience. And what? that could be another topic. I mean, yeah, that could be another on. podcast. Talking what about else? French kiss. What else did you do at golf and stuff, <laughs> Meredith? <laughs> Did you? Absolutely did, nothing what? else. I was so disgusted by the whole thing. I should have known I was gay back then when I was 13 oh my years gosh. old, but I didn't know yet. You didn't have That's an whole... 80s montage where you're like playing video games and the air hockey and some ping pong. We did. And... We, I think we played all those video games. I wanted <laughs> okay. to recreate the Karate Kid, but oh I think I God. wanted that guy to be Ralph Macchio to kiss oh. me. Be a little bit better. And then like do some karate kicks together. To your his nemesis in your honor <laughs> exactly uh, exactly so you I know what some, i'm already there <laughs> uh, I, you know what i'm i'm there too i see yeah. you i see you so here's some fun facts about the karate kid did you know that ralph macchio still owns one of the original headbands during the filming no. And what has, does he do with that? I, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. And he named his just son. Like whip it out at, wait a second. Does he just whip it out at parties? Because like, like, I was look. a karate kid in the 80s. <laughs> I'm so important. No, I'm just kidding. And he still, you know, it's funny. <laughs> he still owns the trophy that Daniel received for winning the All Valley Karate Tournament. So he really? still has some of the, mem you know, the, the memorabilia. The, uh, yes. Yes. Wow. And, um, he still has the yellow car. Do you remember the convertible? Yes. And Mr. I Miyagi did gave hear him. about that. He yes. owns that car. Wow. Okay. Yes. You know, I know we're not talking about the series yet, but all the same cars that were in the movies what is there at Mr. Uh, Miyagi's yes, house. Yes, and he's using some so, of his props that he got to keep from the movie set, and he's oh, putting them in the cover. Oh, son of a gun. Something to, I mean, really interesting. Yeah. Um, but what's really funny is that he has a son named Daniel. He named oh. one of his kids after his character. Oh, okay. Let me help some of our audience here who might not know anything about the Karate Kid movie. So what I Sounds did good. is I kind of created some summaries about each one. And so I'll, I'll go over it a little bit. So for Karate Kid 1, there's there's three in the series. Uh, a rough summary is Daniel, which is Ralph Macchio's character, and his mother, Lucille. They move from New Jersey to Reseda, California to start a new life. Daniel starts school. He gets bullied. He befriends the maintenance man in his building who not only stands up to the bullies, also teaches him a defensive karate. And at the same time, Daniel ends up winning a karate tournament against Cobra Kai, which is basically the whole other group and all the bullies belong to Cobra Kai. So as a subplot, Daniel falls in love with the top bully's girlfriend, which is Johnny Lawrence's girlfriend, Elizabeth Shue. Let's talk a little bit about Karate Kid 1 real quick. I had, I did some really fun stuff when I watched these movies because I, I hadn't watched some of them 
well, I haven't watched the first one since the eighties. And oh, to be wow. honest with you, I had never seen Karate Kid two or Karate Kid three. So when I saw it for this, this okay. was my first time seeing uh, Karate Kid two and Karate Kid one. So my favorite quote was when Mr. Miyagi says to Daniel about, cause Daniel wants to go to a dance and he doesn't want to go by himself. And he says, I don't know, you know, could you go with me? I just kind of don't want to go. And Mr. Miyagi says to him, it says, young bee needs a young flower, not an old prune. <laughs> and I just like, oh my God, I did not remember that line. I remember that. I love that line. And didn't he put him in a, didn't he put him in a, um, in a shower, he, yes. he became for a, for a Halloween costume. Right. That was the infamous scene where he goes in as, as a shower. Yeah. So he's got like the curtain all around him and people can't see who he is. He goes to the bathroom and then he dumps water on Johnny Lawrence. So that, that's like a whole scene. And then Johnny Lawrence comes running after him and chasing him and Elizabeth shoot, uh, trips him. So. And you know, that whole scene scared the crap out of me when what? I was little. Cause I think I was like 12 years old, 11 years old when I watched the first one. Yes. And during that scene, it really scared me. But then Mr. Miyagi comes out of the blue, like Spider-Man mm -hmm. and beats them all up for Daniel. He and I just kind of Spider-Man-ish. Yeah. You know, that's probably one of my favorite scenes actually, because it was the point of Mr. Miyagi and Daniel forming and connecting their relationship. Um, and kind of the, the whole premise of he's getting picked on and he's the underdog and Mr. Miyagi going in after him because Daniel did not have a father in the right. series. I, and it's interesting. They didn't even talk about his dad. So that is, I'm so glad you brought that up because there are several discrepancies in this first movie that I made some notes about. Okay. And one Ooh, of them was that we don't know what happened to Daniel's father and why it was important for the mother to move. And she only got like a manager's position at a restaurant. So, you know, we, we have no backstory to that. We do find out much later in, uh, we do find much later why they moved. And I believe they explain it in the Cobra Kai series, but they actually don't explain it in the movies. Interesting. So I yeah, I have those notes for the Cobra Kai series. I but. really wish that they would talk about his dad and maybe in the Cobra Kai uh, series, because there's one coming up. You mm -hmm. said September, I think it's the yes. fourth installment that they yeah. might talk about yeah. where, what happened to his, the fifth installment, what yeah. happened to the dad? Because well, he, I mean, yeah. really interesting how this, you got this Italian mother from New right. Jersey bringing her kids to everything. California. So she uproots everything in a car that's barely making it, you know, because in the beginning scenes, you know, they're, they're, they have to push it to start it. And it's like, girl. You just drove across the United States from one end to the other on a bad car and just uproot <laughs> your son from his friends and his family just so you can live in L.A. and maybe get a, a manager's position at a restaurant across the street from your son's bully's karate studio. So like, uh, there's some discrepancies there. there for is me, this but definitely. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, move on. Yes. Um, I, you know, but I do want some answers. I'm going to have to. We're going to have to get some answers on that. I, I need some answers in here. I need some closure. So there's some other discrepancies Ooh. that I wrote down. Okay. So Daniel had his first black eye 
and it healed in a day and a half. Okay. Uh, I wish every time I get a bruise, it would just heal in a day and a half. Not that I bruise easily, but it's Hollywood. Right. Right. Um, so another thing that, that really stood out to me, and this is back in the 80s, very important to know that sport teams in the 80s were a very popular thing. And typically, if you were like a football fan, you were very, very strong into your current team's football team. So it made zero sense that Daniel was wearing a San Diego Chargers football shirt when he's from New Jersey. That made <laughs> no sense. Wardrobe should have been fired for that. Wardrobe, I think that was a malfunction. They didn't pay attention. They were not paying attention right. because he's he's from New Jersey. Why would right. he support? And if you've ever met anyone from New Jersey, and I have a friend who's from New Jersey, she would be livid. If I mention this to her, I, I, I shall <laughs> mention this to her, but she will be absolutely livid to, to realize this small detail, you know, and oh, he just God. didn't wear it for like one quick scene. No, he wore it for some scenes. He was definitely in multiple, multiple scenes. So I just, I, th I think we out. need to email Ralph Macchio and ask mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Why like you wearing that t-shirt. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. What the F. So a uh, one last discrepancy that I had kind of a question, but kind of okay. a discrepancy. I'm ready. So Mr. Miyagi had enough time to sit and try to catch flies with chopsticks, trim bonsai trees and fix Daniel's bike, teach him karate at different locations and meditate for hours, but he couldn't fix the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why couldn't he fix it? So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it was just really funny that Mr. Miyagi had so much time to do all these things with Daniel, but he never had time to fix that pool. I mean, that just made no sense. <laughs> you know, that pool was disgusting. It was. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So are there any favorite scenes for you that you like about the Karate Kid series one, two, and three that kind of stood out as you're watching? Well, to be honest, I, I really love all the karate scenes, you know, like the kicking and the, you know, the struggles that people are having. I, I wouldn't say I had any particular favorite scenes, um, but I had favorite moments in some of the scenes. Like some of them were just funny because like, uh, I don't think back in the eighties, they were realizing what they were doing and all, all sorts of stuff. So what about yourself? Did you have a favorite scene? I do actually have a few, but a couple of that come to mind. In the Karate Kid Part 2, so let me kind of give a little bit of summary about Karate yes, Kid Part 2. Yes, please do. So Daniel is now older, a year older. He wins the All-Valley Tournament, and him and Mr. Miyagi go back to his home country, which is Okinawa. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, Mr. Miyagi finds his old girlfriend that he left to go back to America for. And, and that's how hot was she? She was pretty she, hot. And she's still hot. Have you she's seen her? Oh my gosh. Oh, well, no, that's Daniel's girlfriend. I mean, Mr. Miyagi's Oh, girlfriend. that woman. Yes. She was yes. beautiful. Oh my okay. gosh. All right. Keep going with the summary. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. mean to interrupt. Keep <laughs> that's going. okay. That's okay. So Daniel falls in love with mm -hmm. a woman uh, his age. And mm -hmm. so they are out and about in the city. Her name and is Kuniko. Ooh, Kuniko. 
Comico with an M. Comico. Oh, God. Comico. Okay, sorry. So they go downtown, and he's got a nemesis, kind of like yes. Johnny and Karate Kid 1. It's surprise, Mr. Surprise. Miyagi's uh, enemy's son or grandson or nephew yes. or whatever. Well, anyway, he went to a bar where yes. they had to chop a bunch of these ice figures you know yeah. like, like the ice they were, they were like know, ice they were slabs like, they were yes, ice slabs, ice slabs. I would say. yeah and daniel got uh everyone was pressuring him to cut yeah. all of them with just his hand and daniel yeah. said i can't do this well oh, mr no. miyagi gets wind he uh where he's at and he yes. goes down to the bar magically mr miyagi starts to do his breathing meditation oh yes daniel right breathe, breathe it in, out breathe it out breathe it out blah, focus blah, daniel's blah. on Focus, Daniel. And then Daniel Sun <laughs> hits all of those eight huge magical. ice slabs. It's I magic. mean, just he was just yeah. a you know a hero to me. Yeah, he was. And the second one, I'm yeah. one of my favorite scenes mm -hmm. is um when Mr. Miyagi, this is in Karate Kid One, and Daniel go to the beach and there's yeah. these two drunk guys giving oh, him a yeah. time. Some sort of horrible name. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, not very woke men. You know. No, well, this was the 80s, you know. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi and all his power, he slices up their beer bottles. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I mean, this guy is just like my hero, both of them. So those are mm -hmm. actually my two favorites. Let me go back to the scene where Mr. Miyagi uh, cuts their beer bottles in half. One of the favorite things that he says is Daniel turns to him and he goes, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And he goes, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny. That is the great thing about the whole Karate Kid series. There was always a little bit of humor in there, you know, that the actors were part of. And it was kind of nice because, yeah, it, it it would have scenes where it was very serious and there's a lot of tension, you know. So they broke it up a little bit here and there with some humor like that. And I thought that it, was very cute. Exactly. So yeah. did you know that, um, you know, that, that legendary crane kick? Did you mm -hmm. know... That in the real karate, in, in the competition, that yes. crane kick, yeah. Daniel would have yeah. been disqualified. Oh, I'm sure. He would have been disqualified yeah. from there. And did you know that Pat Morita, what, he was an Oscar nominated for his performance in the Karate Kid? I did. I did find that out, which is amazing, you know, because he was really, really good. You know, and excellent. He, he has a huge, huge background. And I, I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about Pat's background? I don't. I don't have. I didn't research Pat. Oh, I have. I have just a, a few little snippets. Wonderful. I'd love to. Hear okay. It. So, well, Pat. First of all, his real name is Noriyuki, and then he went by Pat Marita. You know. Beautiful. Um, and I. I don't know if you noticed this, and and we'll talk about this later, but. You'll see his full real name, uh, Noriko, uh, sorry, Noriki, Noriki, uh, I might be mispronouncing this, so forgive me, uh, but you'll see his real name on the tombstone whenever Daniel goes back to visit it in Cobra Kai series. So you'll see yes, I Noriki, quote, yes. Pat, you know, on his, the gravestone. So I think that's pretty a pretty cool thing to give him a nod to. The real cool thing about, I'm going to refer to him as Pat. Uh, so Pat was really well known for playing Arnold on Happy Days. And then when he got the Karate Kid film, he auditioned for it. They wouldn't take him seriously. They didn't think, you know, someone uh, such as himself, because he was very popular on the Happy Days series. Yes. They didn't think that he would be able to pull it off. And not only did he do super, super well, 
Uh, of course, we all know. But I mean, I could not see anybody else do that. So I and I don't know who he was up against. They don't really say online who he was up against. But uh, he was he also did other uh, really fun sitcoms. He did MASH back then. He did Sanford. He and did. Sarah. I remember. Did, I remember yeah. seeing him on there. Yeah. So he did. He did a couple uh, a couple different things. And, you know, being a Japanese American actor back in the the 80s and stuff uh that had to be extremely hard we didn't have a lot of diversity in um in terms of uh regular characters back then so for him to even have been on happy days in the role that he was in had to be really really huge and the same thing goes for him being in the movie karate kid i mean i i cannot imagine um what that was like back then we really didn't have um any any type of Asians in movies, unless uh, you, you might have like a Bruce Lee movie back then. You might have, um, yeah, I, I can't even think of too many uh, Asian American movies back then. But uh, yeah, it had to be a, a huge struggle for him to be an actor. So good for him for um, yeah. really putting it out there and really um, making something for himself and winning the Oscar. So that, that I definitely appreciate that. Yes. And, you know, thank you for bringing that to our attention. I'm, I'm sure our, um, our listeners, you know, you know, really, really taking that from the 80s that there were no really Asian actors mm -hmm. back in the 80s. And even now, I am so happy for all of our Asian actors who are working right now. Oh, yeah. And how they're being portrayed in such a positive light. Yeah. I mean, it just really melts my heart. And I want to support the the uh, those Asian actors who are working yeah. and working hard and the characters that that are bringing to light on how positive they are. Mm -hmm. You know, my, um, you know, my, my whole family, my stepfather, they're all from Hong Kong. My oh. mom remarried, um, a man from Hong Kong. So my whole mm -hmm. half of my family is Chinese. Wow. So it's very interesting to see, you know, that the Asian culture, but yes, I'm so proud of mm -hmm. Pat and what he did for the Asian community, especially for the actors and what he had to go through. I'm sure there was some racism back in the day, oh, even goodness. on happy days. Oh gosh. I just yeah. can't even imagine what yeah. he went through and, you know, God bless him and yeah. may he rest in peace. Right. And, you know, something, a little tidbit, him and him and Ralph Macchio were so mm. close after this yeah i heard he about considered that. him um his father i mean Aww. seriously and it was just so amazing how they had the connection off screen you can see yeah through their acting on the on the connection that they had mm-hmm so uh, a couple of things about Raph Macchio, I mean, since he was, you know, such my teen idol, um, he actually started in television commercials at the age of 16 and oh, where he yeah. was led in his first film role, it's called Up the Academy in 1980. Oh my he goodness. He then appeared on popular television series, Eight mm -hmm. is Enough in 1980, 81. Mm -hmm. His next uh, film role was The Troubled Johnny Cade in 1983, The Outsiders. Yeah. We all fell in love with him on The Outsiders, right? I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just uh, amazing. Yeah, him uh, and Pat. Uh, was that a TV show or a movie? That was a movie, The Outsiders. You've oh, okay. got to rent it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it's just amazing. Yeah, again, but I wasn't was also, always exposed to stuff like that. 
I know. And that's another story because <laughs> I, I think I think our viewers would like to know about that. But he was also uh, discovered. Now, this is mm -hmm. interesting. He's a dancer. He was actually on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, right. but he's a dancer. He was dancing at a dance recital when he was 15. And then that's when he was quickly cast on TV and the movies and the Karate Kid. Well, he... wait a second. That makes sense. Because you remember in Karate Kid 2, he dances with Kumiko. Yeah, they have like this sexy dance when they're in town because they're all like, well, it wasn't too sexy. It was just kind of like kind of like a swing dance type of thing that he was doing with her. But he was really good. Oh, he was yeah. great. Now, what's really it, what's really cool is that Ralph Macchio during the Karate Kid series, he got mm -hmm. international fame. I mean, people in oh, Europe went really? crazy for Ralph. I mean, he was just the pinup for people yeah. in Europe people yeah. in Asia, in mm -hmm. Russia. Wow. I mean, the list goes on and on. Australia, he became this international star because of Karate Kid. Wow. And I was, you know, it was, it touched me. I read somewhere that, you know, he was very close with Pat and during mm -hmm. the eulogy, when he passed, he ended Aww. it saying forever, my sensei. Oh, my heart oh my is gosh, broken. You gave me goosebumps. You gave me I know he, oh. he was really close to him, but Ralph had, continues to have yeah. a wonderful, successful career. And especially with him being in Cobra Kai now, mm -hmm. the extension of the Karate Kid series, I'm so proud of him and his success. And he's a, he's an overall great person. Um, people have said, you know, years and years of working with Ralph Macchio that he's mm -hmm. a professional in the business. Oh, wow. And they, they really enjoy working with him. That is so good to hear. You know, like you, you always want, to me, I am an actor and I always want to hear that actors are still putting, you know, good material out there. They're still examining their own chops by doing more and more. And so it's it's nice to see not only Ralph Macchio, but William Zabka, who's also part of the Karate Kid uh, movies and now Cobra Kai series. And Those he really still looks good. good. He oh looks gosh, fantastic. Yes. William Zabka. <laughs> uh, yeah. And just a really quick note. One of the things that I love about William Zabka, not only because he's kept himself in shape and he looks really awesome and all the stuff, but he, again, another actor on one of my favorite, favorite TV shows, he shows up on How I Met Your Mother as one of the main character's best friend. The character Barney, which is played by Neil Patrick Harris, yes. has, thinks that the real and true hero is William Zabka. So it's... It's really kind of cool. He ends up becoming friends and he ends up, William Zabka ends up being in How I Met Your Mother throughout the series towards uh, the last, the last season of it. Too. I so cannot see more believe of I missed that. that. I can't believe oh, I yeah. One other thing I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out about Pat is that uh, he was 52 when he started the series and he, he was able to do a lot of the karate moves. He did have a stunt double that helped him out. So I just wanted to wow. put that out there. Yeah. Cause I was really curious, like, did, you know, Pat really stand on those stumps and do the, the crane. <laughs> and, you know, I was like really curious. I mean, he, he definitely looked older. I didn't know how old he was and I didn't know, you know, was he able to truly do all those karate stuff? He was able to do a lot of karate, but, uh, you know, for some of the harder scenes and stuff, there was stunt doubles and, uh, the little stumps was done by stump stunt double as you can see because you're like super far back when you see him do it anyway exactly so. exactly i'm so glad uh, you know it's amazing those stunt doubles right 
mm-hmm. on how they can kind of, you know, they, they, they do kind of look like the actor and sometimes they don't, I don't know if you've seen a couple of movies out oh, there where yeah. the stunt doubles are like, yeah, that's a stunt double. Yeah. Like they got like an ugly wig on or something <laughs> like that. You're like, uh, yeah, I don't think so, pal. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, his stunt double was Fumio Demura and he specialized alive. That I did not look up. I'm so sorry, but he did specialize in karate and kobudo. And um, so like when we see uh, Pat throwing some punches in the film, it was actually uh, Fumio. And uh, he also did the more complicated stunts. So it also said uh, just a small tidbit that Fumio also taught Bruce Lee some moves. So I thought, oh, you're oh, they got a great guy for to be a stunt. They sure did. And I saw a picture of him and he looked very, very close to Pat Morita at the time. So the only thing is I'd say he was just a little bit taller than Pat, Mm -hmm. but not by much, you know, it wasn't like a huge difference, but yeah, he's a, he's a good thing. Um, so I wanted to go back here to Karate Kid 2. One of the things that happened is we found out that Daniel's father died because technically in the first one, we didn't know what happened to the father. Had no idea. We had no idea. So the only thing is we know that Daniel's father died, but we don't know what he died of or when that was in according to them moving out to the West Coast. So it just was mentioned that he died and then that was it. So I we're really just like, hope that they really talk about that because I'm curious. They do for like a second in Cobra Kai series. I have that note somewhere. I wanted to tell you another thing about a discrepancy I found in Karate Kid 2. Uh, a big storm is coming to this little town that Mr. Miyago is from while his ailing and dying father, or actually the father already died at this point. Yes. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of tears shed for dad dying, but that's neither here nor there because what was going on was that uh, Mr. Miyago was in a battle with uh, his rival who was like a son to his father and his father in the very end, as he takes his last breath, puts both of their hands together and then dies. So very <laughs> dramatic scene. Nobody cries. Everybody's just focused on that. There's two rivals in the same room as the father who just died. So anyways, moving on. What I wanted to say as a discrepancy was after the father died, they had to kind of create some more plot issues. And one of the things was there's a big tornado windstorm that was going to come to the the city and everybody was getting underground. So what they had was this huge bell ringing and the bell had really bad timing because the moment the bell rang was the moment when Kamiko and Daniel's son were about to kiss. So that got construed because of a stupid storm. So they go running to the storm. They, everyone gets pushed down below into kind of like a a pit or like an underground safe place. But here's where the discrepancy is. The person ringing the bell. Do you remember the person ringing the bell? The little girl ringing the bell. How old do you think she was? She looks like she's about eight. Okay. And how high up on the ladder was she? At least 10 feet. Okay, is, is that something logical you should do with a child and a gusty, gusty wind coming? <laughs> should you have her up on the highest ladder ringing a bell 
alerting everybody to get underground because the storm's coming. Is that logical? Even, even no, not logical at all. Right. I would not want my eight-year-old up right. on a ladder ringing right. a bell. So what ends up happening? What ends up happening, Meredith? Daniel goes up there and no, saves her. No, no, no. Just before he does that, the the wire comes popping off. The ladder gets a little, you know, shaken up. Oh, and up. she's hanging on for she's the hanging on. She's about to die. Right, right, right. So she's, so what happens? Daniel has to go rescue her. So he does, right? And it's very admirable. And we're like, hey, he's like the little girl. But nobody's questioning. Hey, you know, maybe we should have had one of the young men go up and <laughs> ring that bell. No. Anyways. <laughs> The good thing, the little girl survives. She comes back in, I think, Karate Kid 3. Or, yeah, I think she comes back in Karate Kid comes 3 back or from the, actually, Or Cobra Kai series. Which yes, Cobra she Kai. comes yeah. back, I this think, season. on the second. Yes, yeah, this the season. Cobra Kai season yeah. that she's still alive. And she's, you know, because that's when Daniel... Uh, we'll talk about that another yeah. time. So I wanted to say Karate Kid 2 actually was my favorite because I felt Mr. Miyagi's, you know, Pat Morito's acting was absolutely phenomenal in this one. And that's when I asked myself, like, did he win an Oscar for it? But it turns out he actually was just a nominee for yes. both the Oscars and Golden Globes. But just his acting alone in this, it was even better than the first one. I mean, the first one, I thought he did great. But the second one, oh my gosh, he was very, very, very convincing, did very well. And I was really happy. So. I love Karate Kid too. And I love that they went into Mr. Miyagi's character mm -hmm. and what had happened yeah. with him and the girlfriend and yeah. his father. And it just gave you a little bit more insight into mm -hmm. Mr. Miyagi and how he thinks. Yes. I just, I, I thought it was so great. It was kind of like the Karate Kid too yes. was about, you know, Mr. Miyagi's character. Not mm -hmm. so much Danielson, right? Right. Right. It was not. It was so great. Well, we still haven't talked about Karate Kid 3. You did see Karate Kid 3, right? I did. I did. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'll i be honest. I huh. was kind of a fan. It wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. Um, really? It showed, I, yeah. I was kind of like, you know, it showed that Daniel had a negative side to him, right? And he kind of went oh. to the dark side. Um, oh, he, I, I didn't even think of that that way. Yes, yes. It wasn't my favorite, but he did mm -mm. come out in the end. There was some closure there, but it showed me that I love the human side of characters mm -hmm. and it showed that he's human. You know, he, he went to the dark side a little bit and started working for the other sensei who I forgot the character's name, but he was able to work with him and he wanted him to do like bad things, like beat up people for, oh, yeah. no, for no reason. So uh, just for our listeners out there, Karate Kid 3, the summary on this is, is a little bit long because the, the movie doesn't quite get to the plot very quickly. So let me just give you a qu uh, rundown of what I have. So what happens is Mr. Miyagi left his girlfriend Yuki in Japan because he built her a house and then just left. Then Daniel's love interest, which was Kamiko, she didn't come back to the States and instead she took a dance opportunity. So that's where the two women went. In the meantime, Daniel's supposed to start college the next day, but instead he invests his tuition into Miyagi's having a bonsai tree store. Daniel's mom, who is with her uncle Lewis, gives a really phenomenal 
performance. And I'm not referring to the mom. I'm referring to Uncle Louie. Because what happens is he gives this nonverbal performance of him choking and needing this. And we should all take lessons from this guy because he was just <laughs> totally overacting in the background. And I was laughing my butt off on that. So <laughs> anyways, at the same time, another karate tournament is coming up and Daniel is very interested, but Mr. Miyagi doesn't want him to do it. And so there's a lot of scenes back and forth about him wanting to do it. And because Mr. Miyagi doesn't want to do it because he's in defense karate, not offense. Is it offense? Defense. I know. Well, offense. Oh, offense. Yeah. So Mr. Miyagi is not interested in doing this because he's not that type of karate teacher. So as a subplot, Cleese's character from Cobra Kai is all butthurt because his business isn't producing anything because they lost the tournament. So he goes to the billionaire war buddy, Terry, who owns this building, and he tells him of the sob story. Coincidentally, Terry is a kick-ass mean person who totally knows how to do karate, and he comes up with this horrible, lame plan to humiliate Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. So what he does is he hires the best karate guy out there. All he did basically was look in a magazine for that. And then he turns, <laughs> it's like the ultimate Craigslist for the day. So he turns, he turns the ultimate uh, guy that he found from the magazine, he turns him into an evil guy by promising him a lot of money. And for about 45 minutes of the movie, the best karate guy and his buddies just torment Daniel because they want him to sign up for the tournament. Meanwhile, Daniel is running around with a girl who has zero interest in him. So just a summary of this alone was driving me nuts because we really spent 45 minutes, Meredith, talking about Daniel trying to get into the tournament, but Mr. Miyagi doesn't want him to go. And then him pursuing some girl who has no interest in him. In fact, she's not even a good friend. That's the part I was having issues. It's like, she wasn't like a good best friend either. You know, it just, it made no sense. That relationship has it just made no useless, sense. And I don't understand. I, I had a lot of problems with Karate Kid 3. I had I, like every I said, problem with Karate Kid. I didn't even like it. I liked it to the point where it showed a different side of the character, Daniel. But it and... took too long. It took 45 minutes. I was bored in the movie. half. I, I didn't. And I was when I remember watching it in the movie theater a long time ago thinking, oh, are we going to get there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that he, they, I don't even think they should have even had the Karate Kid 3. I think yeah. they were on contract to do a third Karate Kid, you know, a third. Um, oh, God. Yeah. They were already I, in contract. I didn't like it. I love the characters. I think they could have done a little bit better with it. Um, the only thing I can say is I like the fact that it showed that Daniel had a weak side to him and he wanted to be tough, but then he got good again. And that was the end of that. See, I didn't even, I, I didn't even get that far with it. And, and I'm glad you mentioned it because I do see that now that you say it, but when I was watching it and I'm at 45 minutes in and nothing is happening in this movie. It was driving me. I was getting angry. I was getting angry at you. I was getting angry for making me watch it. I was, <laughs> I was getting angry at the writer. I even went to go check. Is this the same writer as, as per all the series? And it was. The writer is Robert Mark Kamen. Is and he still alive? We'll have to email him. That I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he gets enough hate mail. Like he needs two girls 
contacting him going. Two ladies on a roll emailing them. Dear Mr. Cayman, you suck on Karate Kid 3. Love you. Okay. Anyway, so this is where it made no sense to me uh, with the movie. How did they convince the best karate guy to not only do evil stuff to Daniel? Like, he had no reason to be evil towards Daniel, except for money. He was promised a lot of money and a lot of future money, which was to have a partial investment in all the Cobra Kai uh, studios that they were going to open up across the valley. That is an important thing to know about Terry having a big plan for having Cobra Kai uh, studios across the valley because that ends up coming back in Cobra Kai the series. So, yeah, I mean that's the only uh, good part of this movie was that it sets up for the Cobra Kai series, which is what 20, 30 years later. So that's a pretty long setup. But to so me, did you? Are you still mad oh, at me for me pushing you to watch the Karate Kid? Uh, uh, yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit because little bit. it didn't make any sense. Why was the billionaire so interested in this little karate studio? And seeking revenge for Cleese. It, it just didn't make anything or any sense. I mean, I understood that Terry owed Cleese his life, but it just, it was not convincing. It, it just, you know, I wasn't there. But I'm sorry. I, it's okay. It, it really is not I made you watch your, it. I mean, I know. you know, you, you, I know. you had to. Well, you know, I can tell you there was a discrepancy in the movie. And what was that? I'm all ears. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Tell me. So, like, one time when Daniel was in Mr. Miyagi's house, he had shoes on. <laughs> you know, that's a big no-no. It was. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was no consistency with some of the stuff here. And the story plot, I, I don't understand. Why did they make the potential love interest a non-interest? That made no sense. They I mean, were just friends. It was just, it wasn't romantic. And I'm they, used to having a little romance for Ralph, you know, for yeah, I did Daniel. Too. And he didn't have a, he didn't have a, a partner. I was he like, Where, what's going on here? Right. I mean, and they had like moments together that they could have easily made her the love interest. Like they're going down the cliff, trying to get the little bonsai tree that's going to you know, pay for Mr. Did you Miyagi research stuff? where that was filmed at? Because I couldn't figure, no, I, I, I couldn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that was really, I wanted to know where was this filmed at? Where did, where is that place? I don't know. You know, that's a good question. We could probably follow that up with our Cobra Kai series or something. Probably. But, we'll, we'll just forget about it. Maybe can we just forget about Karate Kid 3 and just yeah, really just fall in love with Karate Kid 1 and 2 in the Cobra yeah, Kai series? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I would love to yeah, I I loved I loved Karate Kid too. That's for sure because I had never seen again. I had never seen it, so I watched it for the first time and I really loved it. So when I was going to go watch Karate Kid three, I thought, oh, this is you know, I thought this is what the level is going to be like. So to be sitting there for forty five minutes waiting for a plot to happen, I was like, what what is going on? And so exactly. basically, what it is in movies, I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but in movies, there's a point where it's the world turns upside down. So typically that happens within about the first 15 minutes of a movie. And um, it never, ha it didn't happen until like 45 minutes into the movie. And that's where it went wrong. So um, it was just bad. It was, yeah, bad. It was really bad. So let, I want to talk about the music. 
The music oh, throughout Karate yeah. Kid One, especially Karate that that eighties music is yeah. my music. Yeah, it's is my jam. Is there a particular song that that stood out? Because I mean, my favorite. I mean, I, I've got a favorite song when they were, you know, you're, it's about being the best. I don't know who sings that song. Oh, um, yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to say that uh, some of the best part of the 80s music wasn't even the, the music that was popular at the time. It was just movie 80s music, you know, like they're making it up for that particular scene. And I believe when there was in Karate Kid 2, no, I'm sorry, it was in Karate Kid 1, when they're at the golf and stuff, they, there's a song that's being sung that's about like everything that they're doing. And it was really fun and funny. I love that song. song and it's day. like, and we get up and we go to the ride and, you know, like, it's like doing like a like a step-by-step -step of what they're supposed to be doing while the montage is going on. So I, I didn't have a favorite song, but uh, I did. Uh, love so my favorite, so I, so I did the research. Song? I found, yeah. I found my notes Okay. and I use this song when I'm on the treadmill working out or I'm okay. at CrossFit and it's you're the best around by Joe Espa, Espacito. Oh yeah. Wasn't um, that supposed to be like in Rocky or something yeah, like that? Yeah. And they were supposed to use that, but they didn't use that song in mm. Rocky. So you're the best around was the last scene as he's, you know, trying to win the karate tournament. Yeah. And that is my montage. Oh my, my gosh. I loved it that much. Really? Yes. Wow. And my yeah. family is tired of these 80 songs from the Karate Kid oh, that I blast while I'm on be. the treadmill. Shouldn't going, be. Can you shut up with the 80s music? Oh, I but I can't. I'm music. an 80s kid. I can't help Me it. too. Me too. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. I was, you know, I was a teenager right in the middle of the 80s, like mid 80s. I was a teenager. So yeah, all the stuff just, you know, really hits me because back from back then for me, music was very emotional. It had reason. You know, it had purpose. It ha it described my feelings. It described what I was thinking at the time. Exactly. And exactly. Because you don't you don't hear music like that anymore. Uh, was so. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about with the Cobra Kai series or the Karate Kid series? I just really wanted to give a shout out to Miss Elizabeth Shue. Oh right, uh, yeah. Allie. Allie played yes. Daniel's. A girlfriend and I just want to give a shout out to her she is yeah. actually her very first commercial was in 1982 it was mm -hmm. a um a hamburger commercial oh. I think it was either McDonald's or something well she played a woman on there but she has played so many different roles throughout her um about her career but she's yeah. also very smart she went to harvard university Ooh, did you know that? she is smart super smart but she didn't finish wow. because her acting career took off wow um but you know she she really and also they asked her did you like the way the karate kid ended on the karate kid one when the karate mm -hmm. kid two and she did not like how they broke up she felt very offended. yeah and they they kind of revisit that in cobra kai series when she comes back for a Spoiler alert, visit. Hello. <laughs> so they but I also that. had a big crush on her too. She's mm -hmm. beautiful. She's she's got a long list of credits. Yeah. And you know, she's continuing to act. 
and, you know, be well, and great. do different things. I'm very proud of her. So I just wanted to give a small shout out to well, no, that's, Elizabeth Shue. That's perfect because, you know, she has every right to be upset because one of the issues when Karate Kid 2 starts, when that movie starts, they explain that the reason why Daniel's no longer with uh, Elizabeth Shue's character is because she wrecked the car and ran off to be with some guy from UCLA. Horrible. And, yeah. They, and they that's how they start the movie. Note with her. Yeah. She hated yeah. that. And she still hates that to this day, by so, the way. And, and that's fine because they end up addressing it uh, in the Cobra Kai series when she comes back for a visit. But the one thing I would like to mention about Elizabeth Shue that I thought you would grab onto was that she was an excellent soccer player. And in fact, she was better than Ralph Macchio. So if you look in the, in the uh, movie, you'll see that when she's actually playing, she plays really well. Anyways, I appreciate watching uh, these movies and talking with you about it. Always, oh, me too. Always it was a pleasure, a my friend. Yeah. Oh, thank you, my friend. Yeah. Always love chatting with you and yes. you know, talking about personal things and talking yes. about our favorite TV shows and our favorite I actors know. and uh, you know what, what we get out of them. And I did love doing research on them. I'm so proud of all of our... Um, I all of our working yeah. actors and, you know, you do such a great job and what you do for a living. And you know, I you. just appreciate that very much. And so, so do you, you are a phenomenal, independent, oh, strong woman. I appreciate it. Independent, strong woman to the next. Who loves everybody. I do. Yes. I love everybody. You love everybody. Well, thank you all for listening. This is our show, Ladies on a Roll. We're excited for you to come back. And listen to more episodes. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ciao.